Welcome to Litigation Nation. I'm your host, Jack Sanker. Today's stories, the Department of Justice hires an art sleuth to help search for Russian oligarch assets. Juicy Smollett sentenced for his allegedly staged hate crime. And Walmart, CVS, and Walgreens can't dodge a guilty verdict for contributing to the opioid crisis in two Ohio counties. All of that and more, here's what you need to know. Up first, the Department of Justice named Andrew Adams as head of Task Force Klepto Capture, the DOJ group concentrating on identifying Russian assets in the U.S. and seizing them to enforce U.S. sanctions against oligarchs. Adams is currently the co-chief of the Money Laundering and Transactional Criminal Enterprises Unit of the Southern District of New York. He has experience working in anti-money laundering and dealing with cases involving illegal luxury items, such as the Stradivarius violin and various famous Italian paintings. He'd been involved in busting Russian mobsters and launderers in the past, according to a recent Law 360 report. He worked on the case of Razan Shalea, a Russian mobster who was sentenced to 45 years after being convicted of extortion and trafficking in stolen goods. He also secured a guilty plea in a $250 million laundering case involving the Mexican drug cartels and has busted dirty Bitcoin transactions as well. Said President Biden regarding task force klepto capture, quote, we're joining with European allies to find and seize their yachts, their luxury apartments, their private jets. We're coming for your ill-begotten gains, unquote. The Law 360 piece goes on to name even more of Adam's legal victories over the years. The Stradivarius case involved a legendary Stradivarius violin that was stolen in 1980, only to resurface in 2015. The violin was seized and returned to the family that owned it before it was stolen. Adams was also involved in the prosecution of John Ray, who pled guilty in 2014 to wire fraud after defrauding buyers of $2 million by selling forgeries of Jackson Pollock pieces. There's a great documentary on Netflix called Made You Look, the true story of fake art that covers these forgeries, by the way. Adam's resume reads like a character out of an Indiana Jones or National Treasure movie. Happy hunting and good luck to Task Force Klepto Capture. Up next, Juicy Smollett was sentenced in Chicago this past week. Now, as a reminder, Smollett was convicted of lying to police about a racist and homophobic attack that he allegedly orchestrated himself. Now, we don't have to go back over all the details of, the, of that event. If you haven't heard what happened, here's a brief reminder. Smollett told the police that he was attacked near his Streeterville condo at 2 a.m. and one of the coldest nights in Chicago in a long time in 2019 by two men who shouted racist and homophobic slurs at him. They put a makeshift noose around his neck and then allegedly poured bleach on him. He reported that story to police, which quickly unraveled. After two of Smollett's acquaintances, brothers Abel and Ola Busandario, told investigators that Smollett had paid them $3,500 each to carry out the fake attack, apparently because Smollett was upset that a threatening letter sent to the Empire Studio, the show that he's on, had not been taken more seriously. Smollett was ordered to pay $126,000 to the city of Chicago in restitutions. This figure is based on the expenses that the city incurred in investigating the alleged attack, uh, overtime for police investigators, things like that, along with a $25,000 fine. He will spend the first five months of his sentence before a lengthy probation period in jail, which began on the date of his sentencing. The general rule on this show is that we don't get into politics. There's enough of that out there. If you want to listen to something political, you could just turn on the TV. 
But the mood in Chicago over the Smollett case is generally that he got what he deserved. Judge James Lynn handed down the sentencing with a blistering rebuke of Smollett's conduct, which likened Smollett's conduct to a bad movie script, where Smollett would write the plot, hired the actors, chose the time and location of the scene, provided the props, and rehearsed the lines for the allegedly homophobic and racist attacks that he was victim of. Quote, you wanted to make yourself more famous, Judge Lynn said, and for a while it worked. The lights were on you. You were actually throwing a national pity party for yourself, unquote. And while I don't want to dance on anyone's grave here, there is a reason why Chicago and the state dropped the hammer on Josie Smollett here. The Chicago Police Department and the city have a long, sordid history of problematic relations with its black population, and we are getting dangerously close to my red line of straying too close to politics here, so I'll be careful. But that's all the reason why a bogus hate crime like this, which sought to paint the city as an unsafe place where lynch mobs roam the street at 2 a.m. in one of the wealthiest and most exclusive neighborhoods, has to be taken so seriously. And Chicago has enough problems without having to convince people that there aren't lynch mobs in the street at night. Moreover, the Smollett incident discredits legitimate instances of harmful discrimination that remain common in all American cities, but especially in Chicago. For years now, anyone who claims to be a victim of a legitimate hate crime is going to be called a Juicy Smollett by all of the worst people and dismissed as a liar. So while the sentence itself of five months may be harsh for a Class 4 felony, where nobody was hurt and no property was stolen or damaged, the city has a legitimate interest in defending the credibility of accusations in future hate crimes or race altercations from the stain of incredibility that the Smollett case might leave. The last thing I'll say about this is if you want a more detailed breakdown of the prosecution strategy, check out the Chicago Bar Association's podcast, which is actually where I got my start as a podcaster, by the way. The Chicago Bar Association, if you would like to sponsor us, our DMs are open. The show is called At The Bar where they have an hour-long interview with legendary Chicago attorney Daniel Webb, who was the lead special prosecutor on the Smollett case. Our last story is an updated coverage of some of the opioid lawsuits that are happening all over the country. CVS, Walgreens, and Walmart cannot avoid a massive verdict in the multi-district litigation case over the opioid crisis filed in Ohio. The chain pharmacies and grocery stores moved to strike the verdict as it relates to them, arguing that the victorious plaintiffs, Lake and Trumbull counties in Ohio, provided insufficient evidence that their employed pharmacists wrote illegitimate prescriptions for opioids. However, the court denied the motions, citing to aggregate evidence that the pharmacies were behaving in the same way. Judge Dan Polster wrote, quote, in particular, plaintiffs presented evidence of defendants dispensing large quantities of highly addictive drugs in the counties while repeatedly failing to take legally required effective measures to identify and resolve red flags prior to dispensing and failing to document any due diligence with respect to those red flags, unquote. We covered a similar case in New York and New Jersey in episode three where the opioid crisis was found to be a public nuisance, which was the verdict in this Ohio case. The Ohio counties are seeking more than $1 billion each to be allocated to medical care and opioid addiction treatment in their counties. The case was bifurcated, so damages proceedings are set to begin this week.
Thanks, everyone. That's the show. Thanks for listening. Slow news week this week, but if you were looking for more substance, you can go back to last week. I think it was our longest episode ever. For those of you that have already shared our show, like, subscribe, et cetera, but thanks for that. For those of you who haven't, please do. Otherwise, we'll talk to you next week.